This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandslots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thanks for watching The Instant Reaction. For full episodes of the Canon Podcast, sign up as a YouTube member on this channel or go to patreon.com forward slash the Canon Pod. Welcome back to the Instant Reaction. Arsenal nil, Newcastle won. When are we getting our apology then, Babs? Yep, looking forward to it. Looking forward to another apology yep. when they go, well, um, we're only human. <laughs> we all make mistakes. It's just we make them every week, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's fine. We just don't get held accountable. You know, we keep keep making mistakes. It's fine. It's just, what can you do? So It's so annoying. It's so annoying. How do we shape this? Because obviously, look, this is an instant reaction. So we are literally instantly reacting. We're obviously very annoyed. Instantly fuming. Let's deal, let's deal with the officiating first. But I do want to caveat that before we get to the game. But I do want to caveat that there's a lot that we didn't do right. I'm not just I'm not just blaming the officials, but mm-hmm. I do think we should probably deal with that first. So let, let's just talk about that, get that out of the way, then we can come on to the game. Um, the ball's out of play. It's offside. And it's a foul. The thing is, they checked it three times, so they were looking at those three occasions, and whoever the uh, guy at Stockley Park is goes, no, th- that's fine, that's fine. And the worst thing is, I think I've just seen it right now on Twitter, there's an occasion this year that Man United had a goal taken off them because the ball is out of play, which doesn't look nowhere near as conclusive as today's, and that was given out of play. So you're looking at stuff like that and going, well, if that was out of play and this was in play, then it makes no sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. If, uh, but look, these conversations... You don't have had, conclusive evidence for something. You've given it in the favour of Itzaka. That's you, what they've well, done. But they, they don't always the do pay, that. That's, that's the, the problem. But exactly, that's the yeah. point. It's not. It's not consistent. The worst about this is we've had this same exact conversation years after years after yeah. years. It's always they're not consistent. Well, we know that by now. Well, they're not very good. We know that as well. So it's like I'm not learning anything new about these referees. I'm just going like at one point there needs to be a cut off. There needs to be some sort of action. You know, some sort yeah. of like no, hang on a minute. We can't keep doing this. This can't keep happening. Where every single week it's an apology that happens. I'm, I'm probably not, not right about this, but there's probably been an apology for some team every single week. 
So that shows yep. that every week there is an obvious clear error which mm. the referees go. And then what you're gonna have now is you're gonna have Sky Sports the next day. The, I don't know who you're done. Gallagher be like, that was clearly a foul. Well, what am mm. I meant to do with that information? I can see it's yeah. a foul. So it's now relevant. The only thought I had during the game was I, I wonder whether. I mean, personally, I, I'm all for taking the power out of the hands of the referee on the pitch. That's that's my kind of agenda with referees. I think you you you, you that that person should be on the pitch to control the match, deliver messages to the players, and deal with small incidents. Whenever the big incidents come up, you don't have all the camera angles, so you don't know. So let so it shouldn't be about the on-field decision. It's it's completely irrelevant. It's like asking me what I think about like how to fix my car. I can't drive. So like, what's the point? Oh, just because it's my car, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't have the expertise. You, you, you are not in a position in order to be able to show us why the decision is being made in, in that way. You've given a decision based on what you think, but these guys have all the camera angles. So, firstly, take it out of his hands, and secondly, the one thing I thought is, as you say, there's some something has to change. And, and, and I, my, my offer very instantly on this instant reaction is, I wish we had a challenge, and I wish every club had a representative who had access to the footage and could put across their case as a challenge and say, look, look at this. That is a foul. And I'm telling you who, because we can sit there in, in real time on our phones and, and put across a challenge that may not be right. I'm not saying, you know, that the, the challenge is going to, is going to sort of overturn that, you know, in the end, someone has to make a decision, but we're sat there going, how can you be giving this? That is objectively a foul and you should be able to challenge it and put new ideas into the room. Because it feels like they're just having one conversation, and uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Sucks the energy out of you, isn't it? <sighs> it fully, it fully does, and 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 I didn't yeah. enjoy the rest of the game because because I'm watching, I'm just thinking about that and thinking how annoyed I'm about that, and also also the Bruno stuff as well, man. Yeah, that, that's worse. I'm sorry, that's worse. It's a disgrace, uh, man. That's worse because the, they've seen that. And this is what I don't understand, right? So VAR can't intervene for yellow cards, but why? Because clearly, if he would have, you know, say if the first off you somehow don't think it's a red card, it's still a yellow card. The referee has missed that. He's made a mistake or he's not seen it. You've got the power to see that. We'll give him a yellow card. Tell him that he's made a foul, which you can check and give him a yellow card. They didn't even check that. So he gets away with that, which is two obvious yellow cards, if at the very least. They play with 10 men or playing with 11 men the whole game. Uh, again, it does suck the energy out of you because you've got, there's nothing we can do as fans. Like we can't do much, but complain on Twitter, which they ain't going to talk about. Or they might copyright it. They might take, mm. they might take away. We can't do anything. We can't go to, I live local to Stockley Park. I'm not going to go outside and just start ranting and shouting. Cause I'm not going to do that. Right. But the point is like, there's nothing fans can do about this. That's why I think the focus now, we should just change it back to the team because we can't change that. There's nothing we can do about this refereeing because yeah. we know it's poor. And it's going to yep. keep happening until there's some massive change or something really bad happens. I don't know. Yeah. But something's going to change. As you say, something has to change. I don't know what it is. I don't know how that works, but something has to change. I think let's let's park that discussion now because we know it's a disgrace. We know we got robbed. It's it's completely ridiculous. But we now have to focus on what we can control. Um, and we can't control the referees. So let's look at that. Um, we have a real issue at the minute, breaking down blocks. A yes. real issue. A real problem. I don't know how. I don't know how we solve that, or I, I I can't see us on the path to solving it at the minute. I have obviously my opinions on what I'd like to see. I'd like to see more carrying. I'd like to see a different uh, option in terms of playing a different style of number nine. I'd like to see us shoot from outside the box more. Um, I'd like to see us take more on ball responsibility. I'd like to see more pattern play on the side. There was a nice moment in the 
maybe the beginning of the second half where there was almost like a nice um, ball into someone. Ball came out quickly and then ball was straight. Uh, straight. It was like four players, one, two, three, straight out to Martinelli and create some isolation. And almost like creating some routines and some patterns that we can see that are trying to break teams down and, and, and break them open. And I'm just not seeing that at the minute at all. Yeah, we've got a few super chats if you want to go through. Yeah, I'll, I'll come to the super chats, uh, Benny and Joel, when when they're more relevant. But let's let's just stick on that quickly. Yeah, uh, the attack is is definitely a problem because yeah, as you're right, we we can't we can't progress even in a game right towards the end. We're trying to find a way to get into the lines. We've got all the players there, but they're all blocked off, and there's no risky pass to kind of get it through. And everything like what what it feels like what we're doing right now is it's too precise. It's too choreographed. And that's why people are comparing it to 2021 because mm. that's what we felt then. That every single action needs to be perfect or the player won't try it. Every single pass yep. needs to be obvious or the player the won't try pass. it. perfect pass. And and that can't happen here each and every time. And when you got the quality, there's no way you got the quality of Vieira, Trossard, Saka, Odegaard, sorry, Odegaard, Martinelli, all that quality on a pitch and you can't fathom a big chance. I don't care. Newcastle are a very good defensive side, but we've got enough quality there and enough players that are comfortable in tight spaces, but we're not, we're not using that. How often do you see we try to give it to our number eight in a tight space? No, because it's like, okay, if we give it to them, then they're gonna, they might lose the ball. They may lose the ball or they may make a chance. And we're not, we're not finding that out each and every time. It's the same old, we're going to hold the ball, recycle, hold the ball, recycle. And that's why fans are very annoyed because they're going, hang on a minute. Not only is it boring, but it's really frustrating because like you can see these little openings that you just, an extra second, and you're not playing that pass and then it, the chance goes every single time. And that's why I also yep. have a really bad uh, open play expected uh, goals this season. Yep. Hey, hey. <laughs> I find we that funny, by the field way. We, we, we always want to field tilt. Like, that's, that's just like a... That's like a custom by now. I don't, I don't know why fans are surprised by that. It's just that, and and by the way, Newcastle's XG that that XG from their goal, which didn't stood, gives them like I think like 0.8 of that. Just yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, just to point out that Newcastle actually made nothing all game, apart yeah. from a goal that should have not stood. That's about it. Yeah. They've made nothing all game. So as much as Arsenal were, I think average at best. The defensively, like... defensively we were good. And we actually didn't give Newcastle that many opportunities, apart from the one that, as we can clearly see, was a foul or offside or goal. Goals shouldn't have been given, right? So defensively, we didn't deserve to lose that game. That's what I will say. But to win that game, I will say that the issue is definitely our attack. And I mean, that's where the focus is, how our fans should be now, or Mikel Arteta should be. Okay, cool. How can I fix the stack? Because as you said, 71 final third entries. And how many chances do we make? Big chances? What? Zero? Joel, thank you very much for your support, mate. Um, 14 shots, one on target. The consequences long-term. Yeah, this is kind of what we're talking about. I, th I think, again, I've said this so many times, I don't care how we do it. I just care that we change out of this one-note kind of slow build-up and approach and everything needing to be perfect before we get, have a moment of separation. So I'm like Trossard. I think the reason Trossard looks so good often when he comes on is because he will have a shot. And it's just something different. And I don't mind it. Like there was a moment where Martinelli had a bit of a tame shot. Um, I think Marvin in, in even in the first half and it just went straight at Pope. I was like, good. It's something different. It's not just pass it back. You shape, you shape, you shape, you shape, you shape, you shape, lose the ball, transition, get get it back off them. Saliba win it back, unbelievably, as always. Progress up the field very slowly, stand on the edge of their box, pass it round, pass it round, pass it round, lose again, rinse, repeat. It's so dull. And I think the 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 stat Joel brings up is important. Because uh, instead of the shots on target, we're not we're not shooting from positions that feel 
well, not getting into positions that feel um, in any way threatening, which is is concerning because we're in the final third, but we we don't know how to get into those positions that are actually threatening and and, and important. And and that is that is a coach's job, like that is the coach's mm-hmm. job to set up enough patterns, to set up enough. Okay, when when this happens here, or to say just to release the shackles and go, you guys do whatever you want. But at the moment, the the what feels like a very rigid structure that Arteta's got of where you stand here. No, you know, especially even even last season, we saw so much more rotation between the front five. Like you'd see Saka come, and he does at times. We'd see Martinelli yeah. coming to the other side or whatever. But there's there's so much less. It feels like he's he's got them really rigid and structured, saying no, 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 you do this, and it's just not working. I think it comes from a fear of what happened to us last year, of how open we were in transition at times and how many goals we conceded. So just to prevent, that's why we've been so good defensively this year. It's because of that. Everything we're doing, every single attacking position is the idea if we lose the ball, you're still in the right area to win the ball back, which is amazing because you don't concede goals. But to win games of football, and especially as we enter the Champions League, we're also going to the knockout stages, you're going to need some sort of, you know, innovation to do something, some creativity. Yeah. And you've, we've got creativity, by the way. Yeah. I don't want to hear that. It's not, this is not 2021 where you've got you're maybe a Millsmith throwing out about it. You've got a Saka who you can create. You've got uh, Martinelli. You've got Trossard. You've got Vieira. Havertz can create as well. So if you've got creativity and you're not making chances, there is clearly, uh, yeah, it is maybe Arteta wants a bit too much control. And I get why, but at the same time, there needs to be, you know, a balance. And I don't think we found it right now. Yep. Um, let's go to some individual uh, performances sparked off by Benny. Thank you very much for your contribution, mate. Really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, please speak about how poor Saka has been. I can't remember him going past a single defender. Our build-up play has been very slow. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like on, honestly, on an individual basis, I, I, no one really stood out for me, particularly in terms of like, you know, they were the particularly bad one who was giving balls away or whatever. I don't think Saka was good. I think the the structural conversation we're having in terms of how we approach the final third, the ideas that we have in the final third, how we move through um, move through the lanes as well. It's it's like not only when you when you get there, can you offer a wall pass or someone like you know Havertz offering runs in behind, or is it you know is it Declan Rice? You know, especially in the first half, he was charging through, and you're saying, okay, there's a different dynamic. There's something that's breaking out of this just U shape of doom. Someone's doing something, and then he pulled a pull back on that, and I wonder whether he was told. Um, told not to do that. I don't know. So I, 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 I hear the individual thing. We should, we should discuss the individuals. But equally, it does feel like it's a symptomatic thing of 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 the structure not being right. Yeah, I don't think Saka was personally that poor. I think he was not his best, but poor, very poor. I mean, it depends. I think what's happened now is teams realise, especially without Erdogan, like Saka is our go-to. They're gonna find him. So what they do is double up on him. So how can mm-hmm. Saka actually perform at his best when he's got sometimes three players around him? And then the issue is he'll attract those three players to play the pass back to maybe Fabio Vieira like towards the end of the game. And it's not good enough. It's not quick enough. It's like they, they're spending too much time. And it comes from respect. Teams respect us. That's why they're so cl- quick to close us down. Mm-hmm. But the issue with that is, is then you have to be a little bit faster. You have to be mm-hmm. on your toes. And I don't think our attackers are. And so it makes Saka look worse and worse because actually what he's doing, in a sense, but even though it's not his game, attracting players towards him to open up space. When that space is opened up, we're not exploiting that. And it's not helping Sakura either. But I think he needs support and I don't think he has that. And I think you said it earlier, there's no patterns of play going forwards. There's no, okay, he's trying to get into that area there. Yeah. He's trying to play one, two. It's just like, hold the cl- it. The closest it we and- have is a slip ball to Martinelli. But he's, again, he's he, that's the only reliable thing that's happening at the minute. And, but and they're not trying that- it often though. 
he's they're not trying it enough, and also he he ends up with the ball too wide. So it's all right yeah. to to try that, but if you're going to end up right on the touchline, you're just yeah, going to end up doesn't... going back to the top of the box. So it's it, there's no ability to access. It's not even zone fourteen anymore because it used to be like like in front of the box. We're actually accessing the the front of the box now. It's getting into the box and having shots and stuff. And 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 yeah, it's it's really frustrating. It's really frustrating. Um, let's do uh, just the other uh, super chats very quickly. Um, uh, thank you guys for your support. Really appreciate that. Malachi, I think Mikel set up to try and keep Newcastle sustained with control. I was hoping for magic from our wingers and we didn't get that. Yeah, I thought broadly, I mean, on, on some positives, uh, maybe before we go back to some another uh, individual performances, I thought we defended really, really well for a lot of that game. There was a lot of a, a long periods of the game, especially during the first half, where I thought we, we managed the game really well. The, the thing I felt going to St. James's Park is they had this whole thing, intensity is our identity. So you can either try and match that, but we don't have those players. Like we don't have the Brunos and players like a sort of Conor Gallagher who will just run, 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 run and be intense and get after you after every every single ball. Um, so I'd rather go for the control side of things, I think I said on the podcast. So I was happy to see, see Jorginho and the way you know he controlled that game. I also loved how he slowed the game down loads in the first sort of, I don't know, 20, 20 or so minutes. We were we were challenging for everything, every throw in, there was a complaint or whatever. And I thought that was conscious. And I, I felt it was a, a conversation that they had and said, look, challenge everything. Do not let the game get going. Do not let them get up. And then we can start to to approach them. And I was really pleased with that. And in terms of the defensive um, sort of principles we were showing, we were really compact. Then when the ball went wide, we got out to them really quickly. The distances were great. I thought 1v1 battles were really strong. I thought Saliba had a fantastic game. But that's where it ended, and I think you know Malachi kind of puts it uh, puts it well. We tried to control them, and then the, we're sort of hoping for something more going going forward. And, and I think that's sort of the story of the game. Yeah, I think the, right, the reason why fans are very frustrated now, obviously, apart from the refereeing, is the energy in our attackers in there. And that was our thing last year. We had so much energy, so much like ideas and your fans are exciting. And that's why fans found that very exciting to watch because you can see what attackers are trying to do. Now with less space. Our attackers haven't been able to answer those questions. And mm. uh, what does Mikel do? How does he change the personnel? He's not going to take off Sakura Martinelli, is he? Um, maybe it is now that if... I, th I think Eddie went off injured. I'm not quite right in saying that, but I think he went off injured. So maybe it is playing Trossard as that false nine and seeing if he yeah. can help utilise the wingers better. But again, I, I, I think physically you need someone who can move centre-backs. And Jesus does it, not in a in a Haaland way, in running in behind and physically moving them. He moves them by, manipula by manipulating them and getting them to step out of their hole. You can you can do it in different ways, but I think Eddie's Eddie's not a problem. I'm sorry, he's not for centre-backs. Look, Eddie, Eddie is a fantastic player and he has done so much work to improve himself. But the question, and he's the, as I've said before, I think he's the best second striker in the, in the Premier League in terms of one, when your main number nine is out, who's the next guy coming up? Because Alvarez is in the team. So, and I think he's better than Callum Wilson. So I think it's Eddie, right? But what I would say is you don't want to be in that situation. You don't want to have, in, in terms of what we've learned about squad building in the last couple of, couple of years, you don't want to have option one, option two, because option two is always going to be terrible. You want option A, option B, option C, option D, different ways of doing it, but actually the same level of quality. And we don't have that. So I don't blame Eddie. Like I, I, I think it's the same thing. Um, I, I, we're talking about the same thing every time with Eddie. We know he's not there, so I, I never want to go in on him particularly hard. Um, I didn't think he was good particularly, but again, it's you know we sort of know who he is. Um, 
And I think the frustration is maybe that we, we didn't address that. Yeah, I agree. And I think with Eddie, as you said, it's very hard to pick him out his flaws. I don't think he's his flaws. I just think he's things that he doesn't have. Yep. I can't yep. ask him to beat Erling Haaland because he just can't be that straight away. Yep. Yep. Um, Chris, thank you for your super chat and Ash as well. We'll come to those. Uh, we want to talk about the window and uh, some ideas on the on the referee stuff. And Kieran, thank you very much. Really appreciate that, mate. Uh, really appreciate all your super chats, guys. Um, please like the video and subscribe to us. Um, okay, let's do some more individual discussion then. Um, David Raya has come under a lot of uh, criticism for the yep. goal, uh, which I think is deserved. I think he had a poor moment on the goal, but I thought outside of that, um, I thought it was pretty good. I actually made a video on my channel this week essentially talking about what he... Mikel is all about process and what you can control, what you can control, what you can control. And I think... With with a with someone like a David Raya, he is starting higher than Ramsdale. You can just see that on the heat maps. He is clearing more crosses. The numbers tell you that he is um, he is helping out his defenders in terms of his starting position. He's I think he's probably I think the numbers bear out over the last couple of seasons that he's a better shot stopper. It's all these tiny little things, but overall they do serve to say what Mikel you know these tiny margins Mikel will will take note of. So I I appreciate he is making mistakes, and I think Gunnarpana put it perfectly. In a tweet, he said something on the lines of, I feel like Rye does everything Mikel wants, just not at the level we want him to yet. And I would agree with that. And it's in the sense that, um, you know, maybe we're we're not okay with that, but Mikel is. And I think that's basically what, what I felt again with Rye today. I didn't think he was particularly bad. I thought he was fine. Um, and he had one poor moment. But again, it feels like these moments that he's making mistakes always are being punished at the minute. Yeah, I think he's got this... Detroit most clean sheets or did before this game in the Premier League and I think he's had only conceded four goals now it's five so yeah. he's made mistakes but ultimately our defence has actually improved with him in the goal and there must be a reason behind that it can't just be luck based because we've, we've yeah. had some hard games in that as well and I thought some of his distribution was really good there was a moment he passed it into midfield there's a couple of moments where um, there's some nice balls out to Martinelli um, I think he's more comfortable kicking across his body similar to Ramsdale actually yeah um but yeah, so no, I thought it was okay. Um, who else could we talk about? Uh, Kai Havertz. I have to talk about him, I guess. Uh, his first half moment was was interesting. I think, I don't know, maybe he's seen the whole Xhaka tweets fans saying we miss Xhaka. He goes, right, I'll give you Xhaka. Not not the Xhaka from last year, just early Xhaka. Uh, um, look, he's, he's flying into duels now, which I do somewhat appreciate because I can see a player then going, look, I need to do more and I'm trying. But I think fans want that on the ball. And not yeah. in terms of that aggression, because I think his dual numbers have actually been decent all season. And actually, yeah, I think he averages slightly higher tackles per game than Jack last year, anyways. Yeah, it depends what numbers you look at. It's about the same, I think, from what I've seen. Um, and maybe, you know, Jack is slightly it's better weird, or something. Have you seen all those, the, those, um, those, those stats radars where it compares kind of players from last year, this season? Mm -hmm. um, I think it was on Scott Willis' page. And yep. it's like a, his numbers are actually decent, but then why why is why can't fans see that on the pitch? And I'm guessing it's because we bought him to score goals and he's not been scoring goals. Well, maybe that's the problem, is that he uh, it, it, it's like I'm trying to think of a sort of Goldbridge-esque analogy here, but I don't think I've got one. But you know, the the that thing of buying something you don't know what you're using it for, so you don't know how to judge it. I think if he yep. if he came in with a very clear, you know, when you sign Declan Rice, you know what you're signing. When you sign a Kai Havertz or you sign like an Alex Awobi or you sign like a Oxlade Chamberlain, you don't these players are not comparing them particularly, but I'm just saying because their skill sets sit between 
bang on certain positions that we have in our mind. I think they're harder to judge. I think it's the same with Kai Havertz. Um, I thought we had a pretty good game. Some people were saying it's his best game for Arsenal. I don't know whether it was. I thought it was all right. Um, I do think the the incident with the foul was if if you could like take your headphones out, not not see all that drama afterwards. Oh, I the think Gary just, Neville's ooh, and the, yeah, it's, it's the oh, honestly, he's, like he's done it so many times. I don't know, new, he, his ooze have gone higher this season. Yeah. He's got oh, it's the expected ooze. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> X ooh. Um yeah, I think um I think if you can kind of separate that out from the actual challenge, it's just a bad tackle and it's a yellow. Um I think yeah. the furore around it was kind of created by Newcastle. The only thing I'd say is it's frustrating that he similar to it sort of slightly reminded me funnily enough of the Jacka thing with Trent at Anfield. It's like just don't give them an opportunity. Like I, I, I get it. Yeah, just don't give them an opportunity to get round you and riled up or whatever. Um, so yeah, it just it, I think it frustrated me. It's actually a good sign the fact that he got that early yellow card and was able to actually compose himself for the rest of the game. There was that challenge right in the second half where I think it was, I can see what he's doing. I don't know why, again, it was Gary Neville was like, ooh, he's a bit lucky. Yeah. I was like, no, nah, he's gone in there. He's nearly won the ball. I think he actually did win the ball. And you know, if ball's there to be won, he goes and wins it. And I think the fact that he kept his head in the game, despite Bruno obviously losing it, actually could have worked in our favour. Look, if, if Bruno mm-hmm. gets sent off after that, that's because of Havertz's foul. That's that's what it started. I'm not saying it was tactical. Mikel's not telling the players to go and foul players to cause that. Yep. But to keep your head in the game then after that, when you see Bruno completely lose it, is, is a good yep. sign yep. of character. But I think it's just those, those little occasions in the box where he gets it. I just want a shot it's a little bit quicker yeah. just to get the shot off. I think that's what he needs. And I think you said it in, in the last, was it last video or last podcast where you said like, it's a matter of, he's kind of a bit confused. He's thinking about it too much before it was more instinctive. It's like, okay, I know what I'm doing. Mm. Now it's a bit like, oh, I have Second to do al- this. I have to do that. Second album syndrome. I yeah, think, um, uh, yeah, I, I just think it's, 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 you can see the ideas, you can see what he's trying to do, but every time it just feels like the execution's off. And, and one or, once or twice every three or four times, you understand that because you're not going to get everything right every time. But when it's every time you're not executing it or the pass is you know, delayed or the pass isn't right or it's too early or it's wrongly weighted or whatever it is or your runs the wrong wrong space, while you can see the idea, it starts to feel like he's just completely disconnected from those around him. And I, I, you know that might just be a, that might be a, a comes with time thing. I don't know. But fans' patience is is wearing thin because I think they expect him to be, I think they expect him to score, you know, 10, 15 goals a season. And I don't, I don't think he, yeah, I don't think and, he will. And uh, you can't forget he's come from Chelsea. And that's a massive thing because even with Jorginho, a lot of players that you sign from clubs like Chelsea, your rival clubs that haven't worked out there, you're mm. also automatically looking at them going, right, I'm not quite sure about you in the first place. And so he doesn't have yeah. that same opportunity that players like maybe Trossard had. Right, yep. so you've got to show us something straight away, and we saw it actually with Ramsdale when he came in, where fans weren't convinced with him, but he actually performed high, and then mm-hmm. you instantly win the fans' thing. If Havertz starts scoring goals and performs, where he's he, you know, he's fighting, he's winning duels, he's trying to make tackles, he's doing that part of the work, which mm-hmm. is what I think us were a bit you know concerned about when we signed him. It's just that now the part that he's meant to excel at, which he's not doing right now, which I hope he can change. Yeah, um, yeah, we said that. Um, Bruno G. Should have been off. Glad we didn't get him. Um, yeah, with Chris, we uh, discussed that earlier. Maybe, maybe and that's why he's it's angry. So frustrating because he was. Uh, oh, that oh, that elbow! I'm, so, I'm sorry. That, that's is there so, is there something with Newcastle though? Because it feels like they just turn into 
brutes around oh, against with us. Arsenal. Against us, I will say it's this: weird. there is a rivalry building there. We saw it actually last year in the nil-nil mm-hmm. draw at the Emirates. There's some, I don't know, and maybe it comes from the whole two-nil defeat to them when we lost that Champions League football. Where I think our players obviously yeah, they were annoyed, whatever, whatever. And then from there, the, the last few games, even the game last year in James's Park, there was a bit of animosity. There's always been a little scuffle, and I think that's because maybe Newcastle are trying to show that we deserve to be in that conversation, and Arsenal are trying to, you know, yeah, outplay them of... at times. But there is been a, there's been a lot of these type of games, and I think it started from maybe Mikel's comment before the game last year at the Emirates, where he might have said mm. they they waste a lot of time, something yeah. like that. Yeah. And then I think from there, they tried to prove that, you know, some, they, 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 they're playing with a point to prove. However, they shouldn't have have had 11 men on the pitch today. Yeah, I agree. And I, I get the sense he is not a massive fan of Jason Tindall. <laughs> uh, let's yeah, go back you, to some you of these. Yeah, have it as little shush to Tindall. Yeah, let's go back to some of these uh, some of these chats. Uh, Chris, where it changes if fans unite in skating action under the Consumer Rights Act 2015? <laughs> Yes, Chris, yeah. throw the book at them for mic'd up refs and VR audio broadcasted. Want to lead? Uh, mate, listen, something has to change, and I don't pretend to have the answers, but I think. Do like, you know what it, I find? Go on. What I find funny, right, is every time there is a refereeing error, and maybe Twitter will tweet it out, within seconds it's copyrighted. I've seen goals stay for days, like literally goal footage, be like, that's fine. But any refereeing error, they're very quick to copyright it straight away. It's mm. almost as if the guy going, hang on a minute, let's not yeah. show that to them. And it took it, it took us a while to see the angle for the ball going out, which I thought was interesting. I, we didn't that, the the it took us a while for the Bruno um uh when he like pushed Fabio Vieira's face. But the, the Habits replay was straight away. I don't know. I don't, I'm not saying there's you know, you, you always think there's a gender against your club, but I, I do wonder what I'm just interested broadly in what is shown and what isn't shown and how and how that's yeah. decided. I mean I think the point is that the point is that I'm trying to make at least is even though we weren't great going forwards and I totally agree with that, we do not deserve to lose that game. And I think a lot of fans will agree with that. So I don't want this narrative now building that this is our first defeat league defeat of the season. And now it's like, well, he's got to change that and that's got to change and he's yeah. got to go. I mean, I saw some tweets saying Arteta needs to go, we need a world class manager. I said, hang on a minute. It's Just, it's what it's what we it's what I said after West Ham. It's like it's it's really hard, especially on days like this when we're really frustrated and we're all trying to we're all getting consumer Just rights acts out to to uh, you know to try and to try and pick pick through it and make sense of it. And we're half an hour after the game; like it's, it's impossible to do that. But I think in the days that come, it's like addressing what are patterns and what are issues that were, were just within the game. And you know, we we know that the pattern is the pattern plays the problem in the final third and, they, and there's you know lack of invention lack, lack of ingenuity all those sorts of things that's what I'm interested in and that's what I hope they'll be speaking about and saying because none of this matters if we score two goals yes it was a terrible VAR decision but we can laugh about it and we rule out tonight having a great time on the, on the beers do you know what I mean like that doesn't matter so we can only focus on what we can control and um, yeah we have to do that um, Ash says we fumbled the window couldn't afford to keep Partey and buy Habits at the same time. And we did both, lacking a top-class midfielder. I do think we're missing something in terms of the midfield. I think there's something in there that we don't have. And I think it could be related to... The, 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 th- the thing that really frustrates me is Timber. Because Timber is so talented at carrying. Um, and it's frustrating with Smith-Rowe as well. I think Smith-Rowe could have, could have done that. It's, you know, because there's so many ways of breaking down a block. Obviously, you know, you can do many different ways. And one of them is to, is to carry and attract defenders and try and create some space that way. And we don't have, apart from Declan Rice, we don't have any particularly world-class ball carriers, I don't think. 
um, which I think Smithrow could become, and I think Timber is. So yeah, it's it, it's it's really frustrating. And also the whole fumbling window, I, like you could agree in the sense that you know we missed out slightly. Fumbling is a it's a big thing. You just say I think we actually improved our squad and team. That it was that little bit extra we could have done, but I think there's always that. Mm. There's always that some, there's always that one thing, and you can't forget now that we're talking about an Arsenal team that shouldn't have lost today against Newcastle without Erdegaard, without Jesus, without Partey, without Timber. These are four players that would have started today. So the fact that we've got four first teamers missing and we're still competing in an extent where we're not, we didn't deserve to lose that game. We probably could improve the squad, definitely could, and we probably will in January, but. I don't think we fumbled the window. I think it's just a little bit extra that fans always want, and it's very hard to go yeah. and do that because we spent like two hundred million pounds or something like that. You're always you're always going to want something more, especially on days. There's like always this. that striker yeah. you could use or that yeah, yeah, yeah. fullback or that. There's always and a something, and it's always going to happen. When we sign that midfielder. We, we'd sign Osman. We'd sign Osman. We'd have a draw where we get a a, a defender you know injured. We go, oh, do we need a Ben White replacement? You know, there's always the next thing. So. I'm always keen to just just see us steadily do this, and I think we did the right stuff in the summer. Havertz is obviously still uh, kind of up for debate, but we, we will go get that striker. I have I have no doubt. A um, couple of Mikel uh, comments just to, that are coming in. Arteta on the Newcastle goal. How the hell this goal stands up? I feel embarrassed. It is an absolute disgrace that this goal is allowed. Listen, it is. That's the most annoying thing, is because. What happens is when you do, when you lose a game, the narrative is always different to what it maybe should be at times. Now, if we deserve to lose that game, and we were completely outplayed, I would agree and say, look, referee decision, whatever happened, but we were poor. We were poor going forwards, but actually, it's like that. What's that thing where we're very good in between the boxes, and even in yeah. our box, we're pretty good, but it's just in the opposition box. And I think yeah. it was actually Gary Noble saying this. He goes, Arsenal need a striker in January, something to add yeah. a presence, and maybe he is right. We need, a, yeah, we need like a, a difference maker in that box to go, look, yeah. in games like this, we're throwing the ball into the box. We, there needs to be a bit of movement because we, we get the ball into, as you can see, 71 final third entries into the final third, but there's no runs in that final third or an obvious pass to make. And we, I don't, we need that maybe that game changer there. Yep. Yeah. And I think uh, Joel's kind of asked it here. And I think this is kind of what we're talking about in terms of, Rice. you know, I think we can see, we can see that, that, you know, the, the, we have through the spine of our team at the minute, since Rice and Saliba, mm-hmm. we have world-class leading, consistent, fit every week players. We do miss that in our attack. And, you know, we knew that before we came into this game, we don't have Jesus, which has been a, a big thing, but I think, you know, days like today we do, we'd recognize how much we, we miss that. Um, and uh, finally, just to finish on the super chats, uh, Kieran said, second super chat, Joel Linton handballed assist. Joel Linton handballed it. Maybe. maybe. Listen, there's always something that comes out, but all three of them, listen, I'm going to keep my, I'm going to relax. Because honestly, I could, go, <laughs> I could go on for hours on this. Because it's, it's just so stupid. If I say what well, I think, I've suspended six months. We know exactly what's going to happen. I can I can predict what's happening one day right now. It'll be an yep. apology from PJ Mel. And there might be a video on Sky Sports where Dermot Gallagher goes, well, that was an obvious foul. Well done. Now, what do I do with that now? Do I do we, do we just don't count Newcastle's win and just give Arsenal a point back or something? Yeah. Like, it's just so annoying because you, you you can see what's wrong and they'll admit what's wrong, but they won't change anything. They won't go, okay, now this referee gets, gets taken out. It's time for you to go. Go go down to League 2. Nope. He continues getting paid his wage and it's fine. Why says feel like Saka's injured or worried about injury? I saw him slightly not pulling up, but I feel like Saka's always on the edge. He's always on the edge. It's hard to tell with Saka actually sometimes. Um, uh, Barry Murray says Tierney's better than Zinchenko. Facts, uh, they're different players. Um, 
we need an out out striker, says Silas. Um, Ronnie, uh, a Spurs fan, says Wankers. Imagine, imagine why, why are you watching an Arsenal instant reaction, mate? And it's not even like an Arsenal have something shouting and ranting. It's like a, we're trying to logically break it down. Like trying to calm, well, like calm, go watch Lee Gunner if you want that. And also go outside, mate. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, uh, ben White was poor today. KG the Gunner. Um, I, th- I think, again, because we're lacking so much ingenuity in the final third, I thought defensively he had a really good performance. So I, I think probably you're referring to him in the yeah, final third. Um so yeah, maybe in the final third, but or, or certainly in sort of or sort of play. But I, I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. Um, let's uh, do a few more comments. Uh, touch grass, indeed. Uh, Thomas Oliver says, "I think Arteta will get banned for his comments after the game about refs." Honestly, <laughs> though, honestly, someone needs to say it as it is. <laughs> like so, someone no, does. So, so, someone has to say this isn't acceptable. And if you're so worried about being banned because of, of saying what you believe to be true which by the way if, if you think like he's not saying it's a disgrace and i'm gonna i and his mum and you know like he's not going after him personally he's saying your professional actions aren't good enough and if that's not okay to say then that's a really concerning that's a concerning situation surely yeah i agree um let's do a few more uh al caesar says ben white was all right the diversity of opinion. Um, why not play? Christopher Block says, why not play Zinchenko midfield from the start over Jorginho? As a six. Look, yeah, I, I I think the Zinchenko thing, I think if we started playing him consistently in the midfield, you guys would see... That You'd find he, that straight away. It's the running power. It's the dual capacity. It's the, the fact that he can enter the midfield. That's what makes him so good. He can kind of choose when he comes in and out. I think if he's in there rigidly, he's going to get targeted. Yeah. So... Not yeah, not. and he has a lot of off days on the ball as well. Like I've I've seen it where sometimes his passing is completely off, and you won't be able to break the lines either. So mm. I thought Rodrigo was fine today. I can I, no. in terms of our actual play before the goal scoring part, decent. Nothing to complain about. I mean, even the chance they had was, you know, we know the goal is understood, but that's about it. Yeah. There was no clear cut chance Newcastle at all game. So the only thing I'm complaining about now is the attack, and no. we've got the quality, no. which makes me excited because I think all Mikel needs to do now is find the answer because we've mm. got all the answers there. Yeah. Okay, let's let's leave it there. Um look, frustrating, really frustrating. The the refereeing is going to dominate obviously a lot of the discourse about this, um which is really frustrating, but we can only focus on what we can control and look at the minute we're not attacking well enough. We're just not attacking well enough. Um the approach play is not good. We look sluggish. We can't create separation. There's no running in behind. Uh, it feels like a lack of fluidity. There feels like a lack of a linking in terms of changing positions. There's so much that feels like it's missing from, uh, and obviously execution as well, just in the final third, um, getting shots off so much. So yeah, a lot to work on, a lot to work on. And, you know, also, but you know, maybe we should finish on this credit to Newcastle because also thought they defended really well. Um, you know, so, you know, two teams can, can do tactics. Um, any final words? I don't want to say it because it's not PG. As Ty would say, the referee, you're a disgrace. <laughs> you're a disgrace. <laughs> right, I'm going to go watch this Arteta interview. Um, pleasure. Thank you guys for watching. Really appreciate it. Thank you for your super chats as well. Thank you to uh, thank you to Malachi. Thank you to Chris. Thank you to Joel. Thank you to Kieran, Ash, 
Benny, I think that's it. Um, really appreciate it. Um, yeah, frustrating, but it's our first loss of the season. We're in a good position. We've won against Sevilla and we win against Burnley. It all feels very different. I just think we need to start concerning ourselves with things that are patterns. What are patterns? You know, what what can we take? We can't we can't take the you know get frustrated, get annoyed about the referees, please, and and do that. But do that tonight. From then on, let's start focusing and thinking about how do we fix the attacking issues because that is the that is the theme throughout the whole season. You know, we can talk about Havertz or whoever, and, and and that's up to you. But I think that is the main focus, and that is something that we need to sort. Um, love the content, great, good react. Thank you, why appreciate that. Um, <laughs> big up postmodern tie. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. And peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.